you for joining me for another episode of Intuition, Your First Sense. This is Vicki. This episode has humor in it, and I will tell you if you are listening with kiddos around, I am going to use the S word. So if you want to put headphones on, if you <laughs> want to maybe listen later, or if you don't care that they hear this word, uh, it was my daughter's first word, so I have a little bit of a an appreciation for the word. <laughs> uh, uh, just giving you a heads up so you can uh, maybe plan differently if that's not what you want to hear. Since normally I do a, a pretty clean content, I feel like it's important to give the heads up. This came about when I was working with one of my amazing clients, and I feel like it is valid information, and it is also the humor that I think is important in any healing, in any expansion, and learning to appreciate who we are, and then develop our intuition and be strong in the world, in ourselves, first and foremost, right? So <laughs> this subject matter came up as I was working with someone, which with a pretty typical, um, or at least popular experience of being really tough on herself and having been led to believe that either things are perfect or they're disposable and, or that something's just not, it doesn't have value. And as we were talking about helping her accept her humanness, helping her to learn to go with the flow and feel less disappointed when others didn't respond the way she felt they would, or if the conversations that they were having just didn't get through. And when we were discussing this, I had an intuitive hit that she was having and experiencing a habit and some of this brought up by society, by, you know, our message that if you don't get an A plus on your paper, then you must really be a dunce or that if it's not your house isn't kept perfectly and your kids well behaved all of the time, which I would be suspect of if I ever experienced that, because how else are they going to learn than to step outside and experience life? <laughs> this is what she was dealing with is this pressure that I feel is pervasive in our, our community, in our society. And it causes health issues. It causes people to not like themselves. It causes spiritual fractures, even where one is tends to abandon oneself because they didn't get it right or whatever. So we were discussing this and I asked her, is it possible that you have a perception taught or otherwise ingrained that if something isn't consistently of this bar, this high bar, this level, that you will have failed or you will be, you know, the worst mom on the planet and she teared up and she's like, yeah, I do actually. And I just wanted to take that burden from her so much, which I know is not my job. And yet the empathic person in me <laughs> still wants to do that. I have to admittedly wrestle with that often. But what I did instead was ask her, well, okay, 
that's the way you're feeling. We can work with that. It's valid and it's true. So I asked her on the flip side, rather than dig into that story and discover where it was laid down, which sometimes is necessary. Sometimes you have to go and figure out where was that seed planted. And thankfully, my intuition usually leads us there pretty quickly. But this was not one of those cases. This was an overall pattern or a belief about her whole life. So we could go looking for every little place that reinforced the idea that perfection is necessary, but we would just be playing the blame game. We wouldn't be doing any actual exploration or expansion for herself. I asked her, what percentage would you like to believe and feel and be able to flow through life as being okay, as being joyful, as being playful, and as being appreciative? And I asked her to feel into that, knowing that she's a good feeler. I said, could you feel into that and give me a number? And she said 75%. And I'm thinking, wow, that's pretty cool. Because I know from everything being a magnet in the universe that if she's setting the intention at 75%, she already believes that she's there. And we had to help her brain get there. And so reigning in my excitement, so I didn't freak her out or anything, I said, well, that's amazing because that means, and here comes the S word in case you want to edit, um, or turn down the volume. <laughs> I said, that means that you have 25% that is your shitter ratio. And she has a wonderful sense of humor. So we laughed about that for a little bit. And she <laughs> said, well, what do you mean by that? And I will be completely transparent with you. That came in from the guides. That came in from spirit giving me the message. So when that happens, I believe it. I know it to be truthful. It has been more accurate than I could even count in the years that I've been doing this. So I don't question it anymore, but it does leave the human sitting here having to back it up. And thankfully, that excites me. So I said to her, well, the 25% it feels like, and just as a behind the scenes intuitively, when I say that, I am actually feeling my way a few sentences ahead of what I'm actually saying. I don't have a consciousness of what those sentences will be, but I have a feeling of where it's going and that leads me to trust. And how did I get there? Well, years and years and years and years and years of doing this. So that's why I always say to you, intuition is an ongoing process. It's a development that happens for your whole life if you're consciously connected to it. And you get excited when there are things that are happening that you can't necessarily define. And because I'm so used to, if Vicky, human development, pretty good coach, doesn't know what to do, I know the guides and spirit have my back. And I will just ask. So as when she said that, what does that mean? I could feel where it was heading and tried not to laugh myself because, you know, they're very funny. But I then relaxed into it and did my stream of consciousness. And I said to her, what it means is that life has ups, it has downs, it has times that we're so thrilled, and it has times that are challenging. And that is life. And I see so many people 
beating themselves up, but also in a very false reality that everything is going to be amazing. You're never going to be sad. And if you're sad, you must have severe depression. It's like, could it be that you were sad? Maybe you're sad. And because like other things, depression is longer lasting. So you can have the indication that, yeah, this is just not sad. This is more. So what I said to her was life has these inconsistencies because that's how we grow. It's an expansion and contraction, expansion and contraction. And if I firmly believe that if everything was hunky-dory wonderful all the time, we'd be bored. Uh, we would not feel the uh, contraction as much, which would not lead us to want to expand. And it may not be your favorite part of life, but this is what happens. And it's why people who actually, and even kids who have the roads paved for them and they're given everything and don't feel disappointment or sadness or, hey, the crunch of how am I going to make this payment this month? Life loses some resiliency, some pride in self. So when I said to her, if we could help your head understand that this is how life is going to be, there are going to be days when you look at your partner and you think, why am I with you? And I always get excited about that because I feel like that's, <laughs> that's clarity coming through. And the next statement might be because, oh, I just adore you. And I love your, your humor and you could go on and on, right? Because it brought you to that next level of who is this person and who am I as a person? So I said to her, is there any place in your understanding that could allow for that reality? And her head was telling her, like her, her conscious mind was saying, Vicki, I know everything's not going to be beautiful with a bow around it all the time. And, Yet her subconscious mind was feeding her this line, but yeah, but if it's not, you somehow suck. And I do feel like that sometimes we get into these cycles where we use that talk or those habits that we've learned as a a means of motivation, of doing more, of maybe you do clean that office or you clean the bathroom or something because you have something in the back of your head that says, if it's not clean, somebody's going to judge you. But then eventually, hopefully you come to the place where you're like, well, I clean it because I like it clean. Um, I had someone when, after my husband passed, said to me that I wasn't processing the grief properly because I was cleaning everything and I was organizing everything. Well, anyone who's gone through that process of someone dear to you, close to you, passing, especially a spouse, there's energy that has to be allocated somewhere. And sometimes, like in my case, I had been taking care of him physically for so long that all of a sudden I had all this extra space and time and energy, never mind grief. And then, and I did share that with the person and I I said to her, but the other thing is, I just like things neat. I like things organized. And I feel like if we can start to, well, actually, if we can stop um, catastrophizing everything or dramatizing everything or going to that judgment place on everything, basically stop being so stinking sensitive. We can be intuitive without being so touchy. 
And when I was saying to her, life is going to have these ups and downs. And her head was telling her that, um, absolutely she knew that, but her subconscious was not allowing her to understand it. Did you know that most people work with me as a coach because they want to move forward in their professional lives? And then they realize once we start working together that it's a whole person approach and I am going to help them move through their blocks, their fears, some of the trauma they've experienced and to create a much more aligned life. So many times I hear, this is not what I thought I was signing up for. And that's such wonderful feedback to have because if you're signing up and working with a coach and everybody does it the same, are you really being seen as an individual? At Vicki Baird Coaching, I do it all as an individual and I would love to work with you. Go to VickiBaird.com to check it out and see if you'd like to work with me. So the idea that something could be 25% shitter ratio, she got this smile on her face and her shoulders came down and she took a deep breath, which in coaching is just the best. Um, And she was able to at least understand the concept. We had to do some neuropathway work, which is fantastic when following a realization to help to solidify the new habit, right? Because you can't create a new habit, I don't think, unless you're aware of the old habit, because we almost have to call it into the light and give it a hug. So like when the person was saying, I wasn't grieving or I wasn't processing or I wasn't doing things right, they were laying their guilt that their living room was probably a mess, right? And yet not seeing that I was taking an old habit and creating a new habit. And by ways of doing that, I was purging. I was cleaning things. And I feel like the more that we embrace the idea that people are going to pass, kids are going to act up, you're going to You might hurt your back. You might have a relationship that ends, but that is not the end of you. How you manage it and how you process it is a very good indication of how connected you are to yourself. So as we talked about this and I helped her shift some neuropathways through breathing, through statements, through awareness, And through connecting with her body, like literally seeing where that message is and then visualizing, exiting it out (laughs) of her head that everything was going to be perfect. And she has young kids. Having been there, like every day could be a shit show or you could really enjoy it. So if you take this process of 25%, no, let me, let me back that up. If you create this first, asking yourself, at what percentage am I? This can change. It can change daily. It could grow. So when you feel that number or hear that number or just know that number, remember it can come in clairsentient where you're feeling, claircognizant where you're knowing, clairaudient where you're hearing, clairvoyant, you might see it. So however it gets to you. However, your energy field communicates this message to you. What is your percentage? Where do you want life to be primarily operating from? 
what percentage of joy and happiness. And this is very much like when somebody tells me they're going to work out five to seven days a week. I will always say, no, you're not. No, you're not. Let's not set yourself up to hit that number and then provide a reason to beat yourself up. What really feels accurate? So if mine right now, as of this recording, is 65%. Um, and I know where some of that is and it gives me, it gives me room to pay attention to that to say, okay. So I still have some beliefs that 35% are hanging out there. Um, and what does that mean? Is that stuff I can change myself? Is that in my relationships? Um, what could I do to raise that percentage of joy in my life? And it could be something as simple as like I did yesterday. I grabbed all the paperwork that needed to be done for the state of New York tax filing system and got it figured out and got caught up and got them the paperwork that they said they never got that I sent in the first place. And I just rolled through it. It could be something like that. That's kind of hanging over your head that that's in the, the shitter category, right? The shitter ratio or percentage. It's not really a ratio. Well, it can be. Um, and then it can help you and it'll calm that amygdala down. It'll calm the, the parasympathetic system. It'll calm it all down. So you can just say, Oh, well, that's the percentage that goes over there. Because when you're doing that from an energetic perspective, first of all, you're facing the truth of life. And then secondly, what it's doing is it'll tell your brain, oh, we address that. We know it. And it no longer has to hound you or get your attention that you didn't switch the laundry over. What's the matter with you? Or you didn't get the school supply that they said they needed, then didn't need, then said they needed. You know, you can let that go because you can go, ah, shit or ratio. And it's a way to release the guilt, the frustration, because if that's your autoresponder, you are going to be coming into any, anything that might need a solution carrying that energy. And it's just not worth it because no matter who you are, how you are, you're going to have to make decisions or navigate life. Because again, if everything's paved, you're not going to grow. And I do believe that we can grow through love. And that takes some practice. It takes being willing to pay attention to what might feel crappy or might feel like it's not in alignment and tweaking it, like getting it into alignment. So if you take this percentage, whatever you felt. And then of course you would get the rest to meet up with a hundred because at some point somebody decided a hundred percent is what our number is. You go get that other percentage and you know what your shitter ratio is. Then you can consciously decrease your shitter ratio while you're raising your joy ratio and you're raising your resiliency and your playfulness and your desire to be at the highest and live whatever feels the best for you, because nobody else can say that, what that is. They can give suggestions, but no one else can say that. So while you're doing this, you're also clearing up any blocks you might have because those things will come up. 
in her frustration, and yes, I do have permission to share this, but in her frustration of um, like losing her cool about things that she just didn't think were that big of a deal, she got to meet up with her true self. And her true self wants to be that fun-loving mom who still gives boundaries, who has a great career, who has a loving relationship with their dad and her husband. And but that doesn't sweat the small stuff. Thank you very much to Gary. Can't remember his last name who wrote those books. But it brings an ease to how life can be um, because that reaction space is not where we make our best memories. Um, and I mean, it's great in a survival mechanism or saving someone, you know, pulling that kid off the back onto the sidewalk because they were going to walk in front of a car or, you know, yelling out. So somebody sees that there's a ball in the road or something of that nature. That's what reactions are for, right? We have, I think in our lack of connection to our emotions as a society have grown more reactive and less responsive. And because with responsiveness, it brings connectivity and you have to know who you are and you have to feel good within yourself to be able to respond. And that's a process, right? So if you pick one area of your life, don't jump in and do the whole percentage and don't think we're getting to 95. Likely it, you're going to balance out somewhere around that 80, 20, um, somewhere 85, 15. And the 15 might be a flat tire. It doesn't have to be this egregious health thing that's going on. But if you know that there's a percentage there, you can address it because it's kind of like the car needing gas. You don't get mad at the car because it needs gas. You just know that it needs it to go. So I'm going to encourage you to tap in and feel within yourself what is your shitter ratio? And if you don't like the word, change the word. It's up to you. It's your process. What would you like it to be? And then after you've done that, take some time to ask yourself, well, how can I raise the number of my joy and love of life and all of that and lower the number of the shitter ratio, because if I'm lowering that by, um, I don't want to say default. I so don't want to use that word, but in response to that, sticking with the response, the joy level is going to go up and then you can feel your way through. Like I said, it might be a different number every day. Um, don't fixate on this, but this is a way that I feel like we can one, bring humor to something to be re realistic that if you think you're going to go every day without bumping into a challenge and stuff, you're actually underestimating your own transparency, your own resiliency, your own brilliance in being able to navigate a situation. And, you know, I find that that perfection message and energy is often there, not only because of a lack of self-love, but also because somebody taught you that. And you don't have to navigate through life with other people's messages. But what you do have to do is bring attention to your own head about those messages being there. So this is the brilliant stuff that comes up in shitter 
And <laughs> this is the brilliant stuff that comes up in coaching sometimes and why I just absolutely love what I do because it's not something I've articulated well before. And I don't even know if I'm articulating it well now. It feels like a bit of a jumble, but I wanted to share it before I forgot it. Um, and I wanted to help other people understand that this is not, it's not going to serve you to continue to buy into the Instagram life. It just doesn't exist. Um, and if it does, it does, I wonder if they're so bored out of their tree. And that's probably why, you know, people do get led in directions that aren't always the greatest or legal because they're bored. And because we do need that expansion process, like I said before. So I um, don't want to repeat myself. So I'm going to encourage you to come up with your shitter ratio and we can follow up with ideas. You can go back to other episodes. Any idea about raising your vibration will increase that joy or that ease part of the ratio. But mostly just have fun, guys. Like give yourself the permission to be realistic about it while being excited that you get to keep developing and you get to figure out how to expand in your life and in a way that you could celebrate raising your percentages or your ratios. So thank you. I hope some of this made sense. Um, I feel like it's something that's helped me already since we had the session and that was a few days ago. Uh, it's helped me because I, sometimes we can just get so self-focused that it's like the Velcro to the back of the hand to the back of the forehead in the old, you know, Southern movies where I do declare. Um, and it's just not necessary because energy flows with joy. Energy locks up with any of that judgment stuff. So be well, and I will see you in the next episode. Thank you for listening to Intuition, Your First Sense. As always, please like and subscribe to this podcast wherever you are listening to it. Leave a review and take a minute to share it with a friend. You can find me all across social media at, at Coach Vicki Baird, and you can book a virtual session with me from wherever you are in the world at VickiBaird.com slash booking. That's V-I-C-K-I-B-A-I-R-D dot com slash booking. Thank you again and see you on the next episode.